0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. They talk, talk, talk about, talk about songs.
1: Hello and welcome to Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I'm speaking in a constricted voice to let you know how much fucking feeling I've got. Uh, This is Mark, (laughs) and I'm here with my fucking choppy-banged, sad co-host, Sarah.
0: (laughs) Can you speak up? I can't hear you over the sound of a bare bulb swinging (laughs) melancholically in this dirty warehouse.
1: (laughs) So, Sarah, we've embedded some clues as to what we're talking about today, but um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this listener request that we have chosen?
0: Um, I will. First, I'd like to note that your um, 90s angst lead singer voice is kind of oh, hot. Thanks. Don't give yourself a polyp, but I didn't hate <laughs> it.
1: Noted. I will file that away. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I'm, you know, not your demographic, but uh, yeah, try, try it out on Andrew. See what he <laughs> says. Um, today, we are taking a request from listener Beth G uh, to listen to the Verve Pipes' biggest slash onlyest hit. Mm-hmm, correct. Called The Freshman. Um, I, I had no like, uh, memory to pull on of this song before listening to it. So I just Googled to see like how big a hit it was. Um, any of the backstory, this, uh, the backstory of this song, which is all in the song, like all the subtext is text, um, is like the, like the Wagnerian amounts of drama happening in this song does the song live up to the um, promise of this like disastrous lead-up let's find out by playing a clip took a week's vacation to forget
1: took a week's worth of volume and Watching her face I won't be held responsible Before we go forward, I do want to say that Beth, our listener, <clears throat> requested that we talk about this song because she likes it and finds it very interesting. And I want to say that if we both end up disagreeing with that sentiment, it is in no way a signal of our disagreement with the validity of Beth or anyone else's feelings about the song who likes it. Uh, I hope that longtime listeners will know that we don't have to agree To still enjoy each other's company, as I think Sarah and I proved last week on the Linda Ronstadt episode. So that being said... We might think
0: a song is bogus, but that doesn't mean we think you or your love of the song are bogus. bogus. And
1: I think that the use of the word bogus is so gentle compared to how I must admit I feel about this here tune.
0: Yeah, it sucks. I mean, this is a
1: song that was always on the fucking radio when I was a freshman in college, so I just remember always being
0: I like... I have no memory of it at all. It was just a... It at was all.
1: Li- in, in, it was literally everywhere in my life at this time, and it, it and it
0: was... Was this a hit? When was this a hit, though? Because I, th- I think I read that they actually wrote it in, like, 1992, and that is how it sounds. Yes, it was written like, in the well. early
1: 90s, but it didn't become a hit until 97. So it was like the end of my senior year of high school, summer before freshman year of college, freshman year of college. This was its era. And it was always on. And it was a song that I basically knew all the words to because I listened to the radio a lot, but never really thought that much about, I guess. And as I sat for this episode and really started to think about this song, I realized this song is bad. (laughs) Like, girl, it's bad. Why? It's like... First of all, the level of fuckery that the writer lead singer Brian Vander Ark has put forward about what this song is actually about is exhausting. He has changed yeah. his tune like thirty times. I, 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 just pick a story.
0: Yeah, like it's about um, an ex girlfriend who took her own life. It's about that she had an abortion, and she because she was your she like was with your bandmate yeah like before you or in between and then he's not sure whose baby it was and then maybe that's why she um tried to kill herself like take one thing off or and also keep some things to yourself like maybe any opacity in the lyrics yeah and then that go there's just
1: something so gross to me about the fact that Even though the song is nominally about this young woman who dies, what it's actually about is the dudes feeling bad about feeling sad. feeling
0: uncomfortable that they might have caused this because they were careless with someone's feelings. Like, yeah, I feel really sorry for you and your greasy bangs. And, oh my god, like, it's just so it's just so ersatz in the sound yes. like it just sounds a little like a bunch of other way better grunge bands so it's like soulless asylum <laughs> mother of pearl jam <laughs> gently rolling pumpkins like it's just oh God. <laughs> legally blind melon stone I mean, temple don't co-pilots know. yes I was going to go with Stone Temple Automatic Pilots, but uh, we will also accept <laughs> co-pilots. <laughs> like the inflatable one from Airplane. Just like the at the end of the clip, I pulled that like, ah, yeah. Like, uh, it just is so... It just is posture. All posture. No feeling. The video is everything that we mentioned in the intro. The video just is like...
1: Is like uh a four minute parody of what bad grunge videos are like. It literally is guy with yeah. choppy, terrible bangs sitting in a room where a bare light bulb swings back and forth because some PA has clearly been standing off camera and tapping it. So it will swing over yeah. him. Like, no. and then
0: they're all like sitting at desks and, but there's, they're not studying. They're just staring at weird angles to each other. And, at one point I looked and was like, oh my God, there's still two minutes left of this song. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I had to like hold onto the arms of my desk chair to force myself to listen to the whole thing, which I needn't have done because it's not like a good song happened after the bridge. It's just, I don't know, like, it's just this assemblage of, like, all the irritating affectations of grunge and, like, late grunge, and none of the, um, none of the sort of l- lyrical insight, even when that was, like, accidental. Um, none of the, like, acidic guitar that sort of strips away the sentiment. It's just. Ugh.
1: Sound Gardenia. No
0: sound garden, <laughs> taste garden <laughs> so the other thing that
1: makes me crazy about this song is how in a better group's hands the subject of this song might have been really affecting because the, and has been the notion that it's a song about young people realizing how very mortal they are and being almost numbed by the shock that their youth did not spare them from tragedy is a brilliant topic for a song and well I,
0: the arbitrary dividing lines between childhood and adulthood yes. and that you know once you're 18 and a freshman and you're on your own all of a sudden shit is serious and you're not always set up and then
1: i cannot believe that we'd ever die for these sins we were only freshmen like it wasn't supposed to happen to yeah. us like yeah that's a very relatable thing that we all have to face but again did it have
0: and that lyric is not bad yeah
1: that's that's one that of the reasons that the song sucks i think because there is the possibility of a non-sucky song yeah emerging from this yeah. song
0: and i guess you know various people's mileage varies in terms of how successful it is but i just keep thinking of that ben fold song brick brick yes which is like you i mean you don't know for sure but if you have gone through this process yourself or with a friend and like that cold car seat and just everyone kind of being nauseated by what's about to go down like that's a very effective song that that locates you in like a line and a half yes and this is being so um non-subtextual and so not flip but there is a certain glibness to like the line about the valium that i'm just like i don't if this really is something that happened or whatever it is that you claim happened it doesn't really feel like it happened to you. Like maybe that's why he keeps walking back the story. Yeah. Cause he, it, he just made it up. It's like,
1: it's like the general emotion of realizing that your life is actually going to have consequences is, is accurately described as you, we just said in the chorus, but the specificity of it, he actually admitted in an article that I read that he wanted to up the stakes for storytelling And I was, and it's just like,
0: you you, you clearly
1: did. And then, you know, you mentioned Brick by Ben Folds, and he just writes about driving his girlfriend to get an abortion, and he doesn't have to up the stakes at all. He just has the sensitivity to really look at what's happening. And he writes things like this, driving back to her apartment for the moment we're alone, she's alone, and I'm alone. Now I know it. That's so simple, and it's so exactly
0: right. Yeah, that's exactly. And there's not like, it's not. He also puts like some mundanity in because that's what these situations are like when there's a death or a sort of big life change. The things that you sometimes remember are these like little nothings that are happening that that contrast with the extremely intense feelings that that you're going through so but this these lyrics are like you know we're we're turning it up to 10 and we're just gonna leave it there like that's not like it's fine to want to raise the stakes for storytelling but actually storytelling like narrative construction that won't work like you have to have some different pitches of emotion candle cubby doesn't this is just him being like i'm sad like are you though like i'm kind of not buying yeah you are performing
1: someone you are performing a generic idea of sadness
0: yeah it just didn't feel observed to me and it's like well what else is gonna happen to this poor woman like and then on top of everything else she was stung by a bee like (laughs) okay you know what Maybe take one of the things and have it be something that you've actually experienced. Yeah. Because this just kind of felt like, and look, I was guilty of this, too. I was a creative writing major, but like poems written about, you know, great, capital G, and terrible topics that you're just too young to get your arms and, you know, words around. Well, you know, and it... It shows. I'm
1: also guilty. I was guilty of this, too. There's the it's the the tendency to think I can write about what I really understand, or I could kick it up a notch and make it a real story and make it be that it's a high school student. But then like a tiger gets loose in the room and uh, is yeah. running through the halls of On my school. the
0: Titanic. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, it, it's not enough that she had an abortion and we didn't know who the father was. She also needs to die. Like no yeah. child.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. That that just doesn't seem. It just doesn't didn't seem like someone who had been present at that. Or if you at that emotional event, and if you Sorry. want to talk
1: about purely fictitious uh, storytelling through song, look at what happens in a song like uh, "Ode to Billy Joe." You know, mm-hmm. like the 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 lived in specific details seem so much more effective to me than
0: it's even the fact that like if you and the narrator is smart enough to put herself at like a third hand remove from everything that yeah. happens so that those emotions were the narrators but don't feel co-opted right. She's just like, well, this is what I heard, and da-da-da. And how effective was that song? People were looking for the real Billy Joe, and still are. And... It's like, well, it was based on this guy, whose name was, you know, Bobby Wayne. Like, that's probably not it, but that's how you get... That's how you get that done. And she had
1: the um, ability to indicate something massively upsetting was happening, but do it in an oblique way. And it's like you said in this song, it's just, everything is right out there, but also still not believable somehow her lack of specificity is somehow makes the song more believable because what she paints instead is the response around the event rather than the event itself
0: yeah and using negative space as well yeah that's a good point but yeah it's it's funny that this was like this song was like unearthed to become a hit years after it was written because i would be much more interested to hear what they were actually writing at the time Mm -hmm. and see if it were less like, you know, young and class. Everyone's work will be submitted to the literary magazine, whether you like it or not. Like (laughs) that's just where I'm at with this, that it's just not, it's trying so hard to have an impact that it's just glancing off. Mhm. Overswing. That's an overswing. Um but yes, as we said, Beth, n- <laughs> no offense intended. This just was not for us. However, um, I
1: do want to now hear the recordings of Mother of Pearl Jam.
0: Yes. And Gently Rolling gently Pumpkins. Rolling pumpkins. <laughs> soul asylum
1: um candle cubby
0: (laughs) i can't believe we forgot about candle cubby (laughs) i was gonna go with votive box but candle cubby's better
1: i love those guys candle cubby
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well all right listeners as you may have noticed it's it's been a while since we kicked a song for the extra point, so I guess this had to happen, but uh, we love to hear from you and uh, about songs that you want us to talk about, even though sometimes it takes your chances. so uh, definitely send us those um, requests and you can leave them on our voicemail also six four six three eight nine zero pop
1: and just as a reminder, in the month of August two thousand nineteen, at the end of that month, we will be doing a special all voicemail episode just for our patreon subscribers so if you'd like to hear that we'd also love to have you at patreon.com slash mastis it's all true Y'all, Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, a.k.a. me, and Sarah D. Bunting, and it's edited by Sarah D. Bunting as well. Do you want to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at TalkSongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mastus.podcast to become a supporter and producer of this podcast visit our patreon page at patreon.com slash mastus where you can get access to all kinds of cool bonus content and vote in our ranking episodes thanks for listening then you smile again you looking at me like something I'm to say. me father,